Crowds line up outside of stores and in some cases fight over the latest colors. And that's mostly thanks to their popularity on TikTok. Monica Ricks, CBS News. If I'm going to say it. Go ahead. We are doomed. <laughs> yeah, doomed. Have, I have a request. <laughs> if you ever see me arguing, me arguing with a lady <laughs> over lines for cups, will you please, <laughs> please punch me in the face? <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Friday morning. Who says politics is boring? The city-county wars are on, E. In this corner... Washington County Executive Josh Shulman with 47,000 views to his recent social media post cracking on the newly activated city sales tax in Milwaukee and boosted sales tax in Milwaukee County. We talked about this in the news, right? Here's what he posted to X, formerly known as Twitter. Come to Washington County for the savings. Stay for the quality of life. And in the other corner, Milwaukee Mayor Cavalier Johnson, who didn't much like that post. So Showman commented on a post by TMJ4 News about the city and county in Milwaukee raising their sales taxes mm-hmm. right. that just yep. kicked in January 1. He links to a Germantown furniture store and says, Exhibit A, in the city of Milwaukee today, you will pay an additional $60 for this bedroom set. Okay, fair enough. But Milwaukee Journal Sentinel sought reaction to that post from Milwaukee Mayor Campbell Johnson, who had this to say, quote, I thought, and he's referring to Showman here, his comments were unfortunate knowing that all communities need revenue. If folks are looking at a high-quality dinner or theater or fine dining experience, they can come here or go to Cracker Barrel there. <laughs> and the volley. Okay. Why'd you have to crack a Cracker Barrel? I like Cracker Barrel. <laughs> you now, offended. they don't have the same kind of entertainment value necessarily as like a really good ballet or, you know... That would be cool. What's, why why yes, bring Cracker Barrel into it? <laughs> Cracker Barrel alone. I like that place. Johnson added uh, several other things. You know, they, yeah, we have all these quality entertainment, like, yeah, like Debbie sure. said, a number of different things. Of he course. doesn't want to see people arguing over that. Another showdown of note, uh, at least it will be a race for Milwaukee County Executive and will surely be more interesting with her in it. County Exec David Crawley widely expected to coast to re-election as a challenger who spent the last 13 years running for everything and losing every time. Aisha Griffin is challenging Crowley for the county's top job, quoted in the Journal Sentinel as saying, I call David Crowley just a smiler. All he does is smile. They don't address the real issues that are going on. Okay. Griffin's committee name is the Poor People's Piece of the Pie Campaign which some might find more palatable than her previous slogan when she ran for state assembly, I'm not kidding you, not the white man's B-word. There you go, though. Hey, getting attention. Got to make a noise somehow, right? 2024 could be best political year ever. Oh, it's already set. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. 614, Brandon Snide has sports. Coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers are just a couple of days away from their Week 18 win and in matchup with the Chicago Bears. The Packers can officially clinch a spot in the playoffs with a win on Sunday 
And despite that up-and-down season they just had, controlling their own destiny isn't something that is surprising for quarterback Jordan Love. I think we've always had confidence in what we're doing on offense. I think what was hurting us early was not executing early on in the game, not starting fast, and we put ourselves in some holes. We weren't helping the defense out. And then we get in situations where we're having to, you know, we're down a couple scores, we got to go fast, got to get in that two-minute mode. So I think the turning point for us was just when we started finding that rhythm, able to start games fast, put up points, and put that pressure back on the defense. You know, I think obviously we had to go through some things, but just getting a couple games into it and understanding what we need to do, what we need to get better at, and then obviously finding ways to get better at it and you know starting those games off faster um, was huge for us. The Packers last faced off with the Bears to open up the season in Chicago where they won, but according to head coach Matt LaFleur, both teams looking completely different this time around. Just going back and watching the game from week one, it feels like it was last season. It feels like so long ago. So I think when you look at our team and you look at their team, I think we're two, two totally different teams. So it's going to be a new set of challenges for both of us. Packers-Bears all set for 325 at Lambeau Field on Sunday afternoon. Our Green Bay day, game day coverage will begin right here on WTMJ at noon. Over to the NBA where it came down to the final minute of play, but Giannis and the Bucks squeaked out the 125-121 to win over Victor Webiyama and the Spurs on Thursday night. To Giannis, left wing, tie game, 56 seconds to go. Giannis with a ferocious slam right in the face of Kelton Johnson with a foul as a cherry on top. Giannis Antetokounmpo once again showing this is still my league. Dave Kane on the call right here on WTMJ as Giannis would have quite the night finishing with 44 points and 14 boards. Webinyama had 27, but the Bucks ultimately get the win, improving to 25 and 10 on their season, and snap their two-game losing skid. It was definitely good to compete in this type of game. You know, coming off a loss, you know, just trying to uh, get our momentum back. It was a tough game, but we put it through. A win is a win on the road, and um, we'll take it. Bucks guard Malik Beasley there, following the win for Milwaukee. <laughs> Next up is another road match for the Bucks in Houston on Saturday I'm night. I'm gonna feed on it. Thought you were going to drop the ferocious. You got to give me the ferocious. We'll get it. <laughs> and lastly, in college hoops, the UWM Panthers falling to Oakland on Thursday night by a final of 195. With that loss, the Panthers officially under 500 on their season, now sitting at 7 and 8. Coming up, everybody's heard of the, the lemon law, right? You get a car, it's not working right, whatever. Well, to be considered a lemon, you have to. <laughs> has to be very specific parameters to qualify. So how do you know if you got one of those? Debbie Lazica has some tips coming up next. Giannis Antetokounmpo once again showing this is still my league. 623 this Friday morning. Everybody's heard the term buyer beware. Uh, truer words were never spoken, especially when it comes to making a big investment, something like buying a new car. What happens when your big purchase Turns out to be less than stellar. That is the topic of this month's Driver's Ed with Debbie. Here again, Debbie Lazica. So you've got a new car. How's that working for you? Uh-oh. What's the trouble? You've brought it to the dealer four times and it's still not fixed? What do you do if you think you may have purchased the dreaded lemon? Well, first, are you sure it's a lemon? Dealer and agent section chief with the Wisconsin DOT and DMV, Mara Skifalakwa, is an expert on the lemon law. So what constitutes a lemon is a new vehicle that is not more than a year old and it's still under warranty. It does include motor vehicles, it includes motorcycles, and it includes motorhome. It has to be a self-propelled vehicle that is subject to registration. 
So no, you can't claim you have a lemon if it's a used car, contrary to popular belief. And that clock is ticking, since it can only be deemed a lemon within its first year. One of the following things need to happen within that first year is that you brought this vehicle in to get repaired at least four times for that specific issue, or if the vehicle is unable to be operated for 30 or more days due to the defects. And those 30 days do not need to be consecutive. Yeah, it's all due diligence, even if it is time consuming. But now what? You believe you've met those requirements and you want to file a claim with the manufacturer. We do have a form that that consumers can use. It does kind of outline all the information that the manufacturer is going to need to know. You want to include things like all the dealership repair orders, diagnostics, and anything you have to prove that you brought the car in to be fixed all those times and it's still not fixed. With all this information in hand, you'd send your complaint to the manufacturer, not the state even though the state does have someone well-versed in the Lemon Law process. We are there for guidance. I'm sure you can come up with plenty of questions to ask, such as, what happens if your defect causes a car accident? Who's responsible? So the law doesn't address that specific question. And frankly, I think it would be something that would have to be settled within court for a judge to decide. So a quick recap. A lemon is any new self-propelled vehicle, less than a year old and under warranty, that's been brought in to be fixed for the same defect four times or not been drivable for 30 or more days due to the defect. I know, it's a lot. But that's where the Wisconsin DOT website comes in. They've got everything spelled out. So there you have it, intrepid new car owner. You'll have your refund or be in a new, new car in no time. Debbie Lazaga, WTMJ News. And even if you do get it all worked out, though, man, that is frustrating. You got a brand new car, you think, all right, I'm good for years before I have to start worrying about things going wrong. Are the Packers overlooking the Bears? Brandon Snide looks at that and extra points coming up at 645. So I got a message from a friend who is of sound mind and body, I assure you. Okay. Okay. Last night. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that so, part. So, right. This, he's not a kook. Okay. I promise. But he... Left me this voicemail, and I followed up with him, and there's been some back and forth, but this is how it starts. This evening at about 5 or 5.15, in the eastern skies, I saw something absolutely bizarre. They were soundless. About 15 to 30 orange lights hovering, coming from the north going east. Like, I saw them over Lake Michigan from Silver Spring. What do you do with that? Like, so, buddy, are you good? Right? You, are you wearing your tinfoil hat or no? But he said, "Look, he's like, I know this sounds crazy. Whatever. This is what I saw. A little bit more description here. Looked like they were drones, or they looked like they were helicopters, but they just kept coming and coming and coming, and they were all all orange lit. So not Starlink. So that was my first thought. Oh yeah, the Starlink. That's the, the Elon Musk line of satellites that you see floating above. You've ever seen that up in the sky? It looks like a train running across yeah, the sky, yeah. but way too high. That's way up in there. He's saying this was lower level over Lake Michigan, orange in color. Drone show. Of, Someone having a drone show? Well, who's having a drone show with thirty <laughs> drones? And they weren't know. like doing cool things. They were just sort of making their way. Maybe they're learning how to do it. So yeah, practicing. Yeah, they're practicing. So I don't know. I mean, is it okay to crowdsource with 
folks listening to the I show? I think so. Absolutely. Right. right. So Ask your neighbor. Anybody else seen that? 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. 855-616-1620, Old National Bank. Get old. The other steps I took... Sent that message to Niznansky, who was on weather last night mm-hmm. at TMJ4. Yep, Sometimes yep. there's a meteorological, oh, yep, well, that yep, was yep. this meteor shower or whatever. He said UFOs. He's like, I got nothing. Aliens. No, he, <laughs> he said, actually, that's the front end of the invasion. No, he's, <laughs> he's like, I got nothing weather-wise, but I'm interested. I'll look at some of the weather chats or, you know, different places, people he communicates with. Yeah. He's got nothing on it. Is there like a time lapse of a camera that's facing the lake that maybe... Might have captured it overnight? Uh, could be. He found something on Reddit. Now, I combed social media. You must be better at finding stuff. So, Reddit posted something similar, orange lights over northwestern Milwaukee. Not from last night, though. This is from... Seven months ago, Yeah, right? but it's floaty orange lights that look kind of drone-ish, if you will. All right. Anybody else see anything? <laughs> well, I mean, that's the best I can do for you. I've investigated to, to the best ex- extent that I have. I hope you don't think I've lost my marbles. And uh, I hope you know what this is all about. And if you don't, well, then I guess we're being invaded. 644, Wisconsin's Morning News, Friday morning. You've got a piece of advice that just stuck with you. You've got a few. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Give me, give me one. Get off of DJ FMing music. <laughs> Get out of that business is what okay. I was told when I was 18 years old. Worked out for you? It did. It did. I got the, the enduring piece of instruction I got in college was from one of my comm professors and he had this great saying, whatever you do, do for a reason. And that he meant that to apply to, you know, public speaking or whatever, but okay. I think it applies to everything. Like sure. don't just float around out there. Everything you do, Have communicate something about you. Right. So make a decision, right. Live life deliberately, as they said in you know, uh, yeah. dead poet society. Right. So make a choice about the things that you do. Whatever you do, do for a reason. Well, 2024 is a huge year for Milwaukee and Southeast Wisconsin. We've got development downtown in Milwaukee to the casino proposal in Kenosha. Of course, this summer, spotlight on us with the Republican National Convention. we got a new guy running the Milwaukee Metropolitan Association of Commerce. And you've heard him on the air here quite a bit on WTMJ's former state senator, Dale Coenga. He takes over for Tim Sheehy, who was in the job long enough that they're calling him President Emeritus. So that's been a minute, right? Koenig spent some time with WTMJ's Libby Collins and shared some advice that he received early in his career about stepping into a role where your predecessor is a big deal. I've got this advice now a couple of times in my career. The first time was from Leah Vukmir, who got this advice from Scott Walker. I was talking about taking over her assembly seat. I said, oh, I got big shoes to fill. And she actually, in very Leah Vukmir pointed fashion, said, don't say that. That's not the way it works. You go to the legislature and you bring your own shoes, your own experiences, and your own fortes, and you operate in that seat with what you bring to the table. You don't try to follow someone else's shoes. Be who you are. Take their mentorship. And that's exactly what Tim has done. He's been a great, great mentor. And he says consistently, this worked for me, this doesn't work for you, but times have changed and maybe you're different than myself and this worked for me, but maybe it won't work for you and vice versa. So there's a balance there. I would say like, yeah, it's the shoes analogy, the big shoes to fill, but you bring your own dancing shoes. And there's some dance moves that nobody should do. <laughs> like All right. and some some dance moves nobody should try. It was a guy who had big shoes to fill, as they say, you know, morning host emeritus, as we've labeled him now. Mm-hmm. Gene Miller sat in this chair last. So I thought Koyenga was dead on. You and I couldn't come in here and like try to be Gene oh, Light or Gene Different. Like you're doing your thing, I'm doing mine, and we, you know, 
Maybe you like it, maybe you don't, and if not, then we move on and try something else. But you know, we had to come in here and do things how, how we do it. So Dale Koyenga, new president of the Milwaukee Metropolitan Association of Commerce, talking with Libby Collins on WTMJ Conversations this Sunday at 11 o'clock. Brandon Snyder, Sports Next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After dropping two straight to Indiana, the Bucks bounced back for the 125-121 win over the San Antonio Spurs on Thursday night. Giannis led the way with 44 points, and with the victory, the Bucks improving to 25-10 on their season. Over to College Hoops, where the UWM Panthers fell to Oakland on Thursday night by a final of 100-95. With the loss, the Panthers now fall to 7-8 on their season. And lastly, after spending nine years in prison for killing his girlfriend, former South African Paralympian Oscar Pistorius has officially been released from prison. He will now live under strict parole conditions until the remainder of his sentence, which expires in 2029. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. In the hallowed grounds of Lambeau Field this Sunday, the Green Bay Packers will write another chapter with the Chicago Bears as a team that demands just more than just a quick glance as of late. While the Packers have won their last two outings while showcasing the potential of their first-year starting quarterback in Jordan Love, complacency could be a more formidable opponent than any they have faced most recently. Nine straight. That's how many wins the Packers have over the Bears as of late. If you're curious when the last time they lost, you have to look all the way back to the year of 2018 with then-interim head coach Joe Philbin. Love has indeed looked the part of a very capable starting quarterback in this league, but the Bears, with their five wins in the last seven games, are not to be dismissed lightly. Already out of the playoff mix, playing a team with absolutely nothing to lose is sometimes the most dangerous recipe for failure. The Chicago defense, reminiscent of their glory days, has managed an astounding 16 interceptions in their last six games and have really turned the page since acquiring pass rusher Montez Sweat from the Washington Commanders. Look, are the Packers the better team on paper? Yes, I think we can all agree that they are. Do they have the better quarterback? Yes, without question. The better coach? Also yes. But in rivalry games like this, all that stuff kind of goes out the window, especially against a team where their Super Bowl lies in ruining a playoff bid for their most hated team, and not really in February. At the end of the day, there is no better way for the Bears to end their season on Sunday other than pulling the upset and having Green Bay join them on the couch to watch the postseason. The Packers, as of late, are playing like a playoff team, and if they want to continue doing so, it all begins and ends with not overlooking the Chicago Bears. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Extraordinary voicemail message I received from a friend last night. This evening at about 5 or 5.15 in the eastern skies, I saw something absolutely bizarre. They were soundless. About 15 to 30 orange lights hovering, coming from the north going east. Like I saw them over Lake Michigan from Silver Spring. Okay, now I assure you, this isn't a normal guy. <laughs> okay. He's like, are he's you okay. sure? Can, I mean, positive. If you're leaving voicemails, are you a normal guy? <laughs> That's true. I didn't. I was, you know, prior prior engaged and could not take the call at the time. So there was an exchange. He appears. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> he appears to be of sound mind. And mind. Okay. All right. My question, though, for Vetrano, when you played it for us earlier, is why didn't he take a picture or a video of said orange yeah, that lights? That was an important follow-up. Come on. There. 
Well, I'm assuming he was driving, right? So, you know, yeah. safe okay. safe practices okay. and whatnot. I guess if you're going to do that, make sure you pull over first before. Gabe Knight's our teammate from ESPN Milwaukee in the studio with us right now. Got a couple of texts on this, Gabe. Uh, one person suggesting Chinese lanterns. You know, those things where you light the yeah. you light a thing around a bag or something like mm-hmm. that, and it kind of floats around. Will they float that high? I don't know. That doesn't seem right, because I think these were moving around. Um, let me see. Saw a line of drones from Glendale from west to east a few weeks ago. I'm... I'm focusing in on drones. uh, Drones make the most sense, but I also love how specific he was about the directions in which, hey, I am going east. I am seeing these things moving from the north (laughs) to the east. He's just being very specific (laughs) about the directions and everything. I love that. You know, details matter in this situation. Here, here's a little more. Looked like they were drones and they looked like they were helicopters, but they just kept coming and coming and coming and they were all, all orange lit. Uh, okay, now stop laughing. This is my friend. Uh, he's okay. Sorry, well, I'm he's sorry. Fine. I'm 12 years old at heart. Like, I did search. Somebody uh, says that on our show. We're taking it in a different direction. And it's uh, okay that I'm crowdsourcing this right here. Oh, 100%. Use, yes. use this platform to find out what this was. Your friends need to realize that if they call you with something like this, it is going to be mined for content on your yes, show. That's just absolutely. part of now knowing trying to get him an answer. Vince Vitrano. Yeah, and how else are you going to do? Right. I mean, like, you don't know. I don't know. So you got to find them. Maybe somebody else saw it. Maybe somebody else knows. Drones make the most sense but well, i mean i mean you see something like that you think the invasion's coming a little bit right a little bit according to a website that i found uav coach <laughs> the five best places to fly a drone in milwaukee include at water park oh right at the end of capitol drive there which so that might geographically and it's an uncontrolled fit. area meaning i think you can just fire them up right is that what that would mean because in some cases you need to do you, you need to actually file a flight plan oh yeah if, if you're, you're gonna flying, put one of those mm-hmm. up right Okay. Yeah, absolutely. You Those... to see some stuff out there in Horicon growing up. Come on. <laughs> Nothing but geese, man. <laughs> oh, man. Nothing but geese. <laughs> Unfortunately. Although it does seem like the marsh would be a good place for yeah. it. You know, it's large the enough landing. for them they can land there. Although, I'll tell you what. I, I'm, not, I'm not scared of the invasion. Like, I think there are aliens out there. I think they visited. I think if they were going to be hostile, they would have been hostile by now. I'm more worried about the robot revolution when that happens. That we're creating. Yes, correct. (laughs) We will be our own demise. It won't be them. It's going to be us. Hey, run this through the ringer on your show, too, and report back to me. All right, I'll let you know. I mean, Chewie's a smart guy. He'll figure this out. (laughs) 6.58 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I hope you don't think I've lost my marbles, and uh, I hope you know what this is all about. And if you don't, well, then I guess we're being invaded. Cool.